Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Good evening, kings and queens. Thank you so much for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker that's going to hit the stage in just a little bit. Um, before we get into her testimony and what she's here to do, we have Kay Devon, which is the author and speaker that helps women from all walks of life as she empowers them to kick perfection to the curb. It is her superpower to shift these women into embracing their true self. This evening, she'll be sharing her testimony as well as speaking on her new release called Power to Pain. So thank you, Kim, for coming out today. Uh, we truly, uh, it's a pleasure. You know, this is my accountability partner. I can't say on what. <laughs> but um, she's uh, dear, true to my heart. So um, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, it's such a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. It really is an honor and I count it as a blessing to be able to be on your platform. So I'm definitely excited to be here. <laughs> well, we are super excited to have you. So before we get into your new release of From Pain to Power, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, how was your life actually growing up? All right, great. I sure can. Um, I'll give you a pre pre introduction of who I am right now. Yes. Um, so right now, um, I am a mortgage underwriter. So instead of us trying to get you out your house, we find you ways to stay in your home. So that's my nine to five. So that's what I do on a daily basis, at least Monday through Thursday or 10 hour days. So <laughs> other than that, um, my free time consists of music, movies, big movie fan. I love Marvel. Kind of a little bit of a geek. It's okay though. Everyone has that one thing they love. Um, I love the water, so love looking out the water. And if I can get the music and the water at the same time, best combination ever. So that's a little bit about me right now. As far as growing up, I had a great childhood, honestly, family-wise, in the home growing up. My mom, my dad, my sister, Luanda, love her to death, love my family to death. I had great grandparents. And as a matter of fact, my grandmother, my mother's mother and father lived behind our house. So oh, you can look out the kitchen window and see my grandparents' house. So that was the life I had growing up. So a lot of my time was actually spent at their house because that was my daycare center. Oh, Most people went to daycare you know, at the daycare facility. It was a facility, but a very comfortable one. <laughs> I had prices right. We had the news. We had soap operas. Kind of like life lessons early on. <laughs> What soap operas was they watching? Bold and the Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> because you can't you can't have soap operas without Bold and the Beautiful and as the world You can't do it. You can't tell me about soap operas and those aren't included. 
That's funny. <laughs> but that, that was my childhood growing up. Like we couldn't yeah. talk during the news at my grandparents' house. Have to be quiet. I, I can like, <laughs> see. And then Price is Right. I can make noise when Price is Right because it was a fun activity then. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Price is Right noise. News, no noise. <laughs> Like but that was the family I had growing up, and I, I stayed there until I went to school. Funny thing, though, when you aren't around kids, when you get ready to go to kindergarten, looks a little different for you. Mm. So I didn't want to go. I cried probably every school year up until third grade. Oh, wow. Up until third grade. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> All these kids, I'm not used to being around kids. I'm used to my grandmother. Had there been a bunch of different Reezys there, I might have been okay. And that was my grandmother's name. We called her Reezy. That's what we called her affectionately. Um, but I would have been fine. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. But I cried every day until third grade. <laughs> wow. Were you and your sister both raised at your grandmother's house? or My sister went to daycare. She so went to the actual <laughs> daycare. I'm not sure how we got from the oldest going to the actual daycare. And it got to me. They were like, yeah, so we're going to skip the fee. <laughs> I respect the decision, though. I respect the decision totally. <laughs> but, you know, that, that was what we had. My mom would come home from work. She'd pick us up from my grandmother's house. I would sit at the kitchen table. My mom would make dinner. She helped me with my homework while she was cooking. And that was the kind of dynamic our family had. Our father would come home from work, usually after we ate dinner. Mm -hmm. um, or sometimes before, it depends on what he was, where he was located at, because sometimes he'd be in a state over, which is usually about an hour and a half, could be two hours away. But he would come home, he would eat dinner. Now, here's the funny part, because I love my parents. We did the dishes because that was our chore. So you wash the dishes after you eat, dry them, put them away. As I said, my dad would come home after all this has taken place and <laughs> eat and then add new dishes. <laughs> Someone expressed to me how we didn't travel when we already did the dishes, but these are his dishes. Yeah, we might have to bring your sister on because she talked about it wasn't like that. I, thought That's it not was what I remember, okay. <laughs> she's laughing because it was, <laughs> it was the thing. <laughs> Oh it's okay though <laughs> it's good to have family though and have that structured foundation you know sure and, and mm -hmm. be able to be raised I mean honestly I think that's a blessing for your family to actually raise you versus you being a daycare and yeah, you sure know is. it's good that you can interact with other children but it, it builds a better bond with your family when you're able to be raised by um, it does yeah it does and I'm sure you cherish it now Right. I learned so many skills. I can beans. We just shook corn and snap beans. Mm -hmm. Yep, I be. I learned a lot. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Molded you into a woman. Molded you into a woman. You know exactly. Essentials <laughs> is so necessary. Essentials is necessary. It is. It is. And, and it brought about my famous butter sandwich. Mm. Life is not complete without a butter sandwich. Sounds weird, but it was one slice of bread with the butter on one side and you folded. <laughs> it wasn't even melted butter. It was regular butter that's folded over and then you got a whole sandwich. Is that your specialty still? 
No, I don't make it as cholesterol friendly. Yeah, I don't make it as cholesterol heart friendly, but it was really good. <laughs> I think I think when we were kids, it was good because I grew up on those too. Put the oh, butter. Just me. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'm like, put the butter, you fold it, and it will be your snack or whatever. Snack. I told yeah. someone they thought I was crazy. I was like, you haven't had a butter sandwich? Well, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the country thing. I'm not really certain, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Position <laughs> too. So you didn't like you didn't like school up until at least third grade. You was like, I guess I got to do it. <laughs> I got better eventually. You know, when you get older, you you get accustomed to going to school now. So now, now it's okay. Um, going through elementary, enjoy snack time. Snack time was fun in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. You get older, they don't quite do snack time, but it's all right. We move, <laughs> we move above that. It's okay. So, <laughs> I enjoyed elementary school. You know, got got to middle school. So a lot of my self esteem issues kind of happened early on. So it was more so. Like probably fourth or fifth grade. Actually, I'll say third grade because that's what it all kind of started. I got chased to the bus like every day. Wow. Yeah. So and in my mind, I'm going, well, why is this? <laughs> and so it kind of started from there. And so most kids just, you know, brush things off. Okay, haha, you said what you said and you move on. I, in my little mind at the time, just kept everything in. So from earlier times like third grade fourth grade and moving on so anytime someone said anything negative to me it kind of stuck with me mm-hmm. so instead of just saying hey the words are just words and and that's what it is a little bit of that always stuck with me so that really hindered my self-esteem when i was growing up mm-hmm. and you said it started when you were in third or fourth grade what was the transition from elementary to middle school Oh, the transition. Oh, so school to high school, like the whole train. You know, we go, we have different levels of. Mm-hmm. We do, we do, we do. I think you know, you try to, for me especially, you try to like fake the funk, and like until you know you can figure it out. But I always had a low self esteem, but I just tried to compensate for it to where no one really realizes what was going on. Like my parents knew, like my self esteem wasn't the greatest. But, you know, when I got to school, you, could, you kind of turn it on. You're like, well, right. it like, seem like I'm sappy or anything. So let me just turn this on real quick and just try to take it and take it all in. And instead of taking it all in and releasing it, I just kind of kept it all in. Wow. So transitioning to high school, you know, was at the time I got threatened before I got to high school. It was like, oh, I'm going to beat you up when you get here. But she didn't even know me. That was different. Mm. <laughs> I don't, yeah, but it's high school, and I think we all kind of go through those weird things in high right. school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids are uh, yeah, they can be brutal. Exactly. I mean, it is worse now with social media and things like that, and mm-hmm. cell phones, and so now you got screenshots, and people are making up screenshots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine like it's worse for kids now. So yeah. it wasn't as bad for me at that point, but it was still bad enough for me to feel how how I felt. Okay. Did you, go ahead, Jenny. Did you ever like make any friends in school where you know they would defend you? Because you know sometimes you'll have always that one or mm-hmm. that one friend that always got your back and be like, right. "Don't be talking," you know, of, or, to defend you from the Don't bullies. Take off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you would think because I had low self esteem, and now I kind of generally kept to myself that I wouldn't have a friends. Like I had friends, 
but my circle was actually always small and okay. I kept it way their way intentionally. And I was always the kid. My mom would be like, well, do you want to go spend the night at your friend's house? I'm like, no. <laughs> okay. I was just always kept to myself and the people around me. It's always been a small circle of people. And for me, that's just a way of making sure that I don't have any drama or anyone mm -hmm. negative around okay. me. Just mm -hmm. minimizing any of that. that could yeah, you, you were just being selective. That's understandable. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you don't know you're being as selective when you're that age, but right. it really becomes important when you're older, honestly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's get into that. What was your breaking point of wanting more for yourself, wanting to get out of your get out of your shell? Getting out of my shell. So <laughs> I got to college. Guess you could say I got out of my shell, but okay. probably not in the most productive way. <laughs> it was always the male attention like and they even started before college like in high school mm -hmm. that's not the way to work out of your shell um mm -hmm. but it was a way for me to be able to grow and transition into a different version of, of who i was so mm -hmm. when i went to college i was still like kind of shy still kind of timid but as i went through college I, I got more you know somewhat confidence just about being outspoken and, right. and talking to people because that wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. So that was that was kind of the point for me. Well, okay, let's just try make the effort to do things different than what we've done before. Kind of talk more to people. Don't sit in the corner. Still took some time to not do all those things because it was a slow progression for me. Because again, like I was telling you ladies before, I'm used to being in the background of everything. Mm -hmm. And so I'm comfortable there. If right. I go to a party, I find a corner, and that's where I'm at. If you migrate towards me and have a conversation, well, great. I'm not probably going to come find you to have a talk at all about anything. But I'll be in the corner smiling, probably <laughs> vibing to some music. But I promise you, I'm not going to get up and come talk to you. Mm. Mm. But so yeah, I've definitely grown since then. <laughs> would you say that? your confidence had started when you started to um, see that boys or, you know, the kids in high school were attracted to you because you're, you're gorgeous. Do you think that was where you was like, Ooh, I'm feeling myself a little bit. Your confidence does go up for that moment. So that's, that's mm -hmm. the thing. So you feel special and you feel confident for that moment while they like you. Right. Mm -hmm. Then when they don't like you, then it brings about this, well, oh, here we go again. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. And so it brings about a whole other set of issues than what you had to begin with. Yeah. At any point, did you express to anyone what you were going through and what you were experiencing at all? Like to, to your parents? Did you go to therapy? Pretty quiet kid. Um, I, My parents will probably tell you now. I still, I'm very... I'm very private. So I didn't say a whole lot. So I would go through things and I wouldn't tell my parents. Not that my parents didn't think something was probably going on, but they would they would inquire. They would push me and they would ask questions. Okay. So I don't want anyone to ever think that my parents weren't involved in asking questions because they did. Okay. I just never responded to the questions. Mm, okay. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was my generic answer. And sometimes it kind of still is, I'm all right. And I just kind of mm -hmm. keep going because I didn't want to really address what was going on because mm -hmm. to me, it felt like 
but I just don't talk about it. Maybe it'll just go away. Mm. So you were just allowing it to build up and just stuffing it under the rug, basically. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, what happened, because like I said, it's kind of like a domino effect. Things happen, things are said to you, and all of it just kind of weighs on me and weighed on my heart, and it kind of stuck. And so I let those things define who I was, and in actuality, that's not, that wasn't who I was. Hmm. So, sorry, I, I thought I had to sneeze, but went somewhere. Well, bless you ahead of time. And just, <laughs> just in case. Put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. All right. So <laughs> let's let's get into, you know, you know, stuffing those thoughts and not really expressing yourself. Is that how you got into um inspired you to write a book about everything that you've been through? So about how I started this book situation, I was mm -hmm. at work. We had nothing to do because we were really, 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 really slow for a very long time at work. So it was like November, December. I was honestly just sitting at my desk and just like typing, just typing out thoughts and feelings. And and I typed like a paragraph and I sent it to my sister. I said, what do you think about this? <laughs> she goes, it sounds good. <laughs> OK. It sat on my computer for a while. Just sat there. And then we kind of did the whole author's authority, like the the three day like boot camp situation. And I was like, okay, well maybe I have more to say. Mm. And so from that point, it kind of transitioned into an actual book and a project of mine that I actually started writing. And the more I wrote, and for me, I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is release. This is like breaking free from everything. Just putting it out there, being transparent. But the more I wrote, the more I realized it wasn't just for me. This was for people who are struggling with other things, who may have struggled with the things I struggle with, with having low self-esteem and, and not feeling worthy. It may be for them too. So me being transparent by doing that opens up other people to be able to talk about their situations. <clears throat> so that's how I got invited this book because it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing. And I'll honestly tell you about the title as well because. The title just fell on my heart in October. I hadn't started writing anything in October. Keep this in mind. In October, mm -hmm. as I sat at the hair salon under the dryer, I heard from pain to power. Mm. Okay. And at that time, I'm like, okay, this is about to be about dating chronicles. Okay, this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I ne it just it sat on my phone and I never did anything with it. And then December mm -hmm. came. And then I started this whole process and now you know it changed up again. It was like journey of self-discovery. It's about me. So while I thought what dropped in my spirit was something about dating chronicles and some juicy stuff gonna happen, that's not what it was. So I think the whole time it was just a progression of what was planned for me to do. Mm, it was confirmation. Man. <laughs> And I didn't think about it until probably my drive home today. Because I said, you know what? That fell on me before even December or November came. And it was just interesting to me how it progressed into something completely different and just transformed literally my whole life at this kind of point. <laughs> Isn't it so amazing how, you know, God can give you a piece of a puzzle six, nine months before you actually see everything as a whole and just, just like, oh, what's this mean, you know? And then when you actually see it 
360. You're like, wow, now that I think about it, I kind of had a little piece of it and didn't even mm -hmm. you know, know. I'm telling you, it was an epiphany on my drive home today. I was <laughs> driving and I'm going, October. So I think my, from October up until now, things have really just been so different for me. I've been different and it's been noticeably different. So it's been a real transformational time that I, I don't think I was actually expecting to be quite honest. Mm, that's amazing. That's really it is. I think God just trips me out sometimes. He's like, yeah, watch this real quick. So what is some self-love tips you would like to share to actually help women? Self-love, honestly, that is an everyday thing. So I say date yourself. You know, a lot of us women get caught up about, you know, having a man and going on dates and doing things with your man. And But the sad part is that unless we love ourselves correctly, how can we expect to love anyone else correctly? No. So love yourself first. Take yourself on a date. Go out to dinner. Take a book with you while you're on said date with yourself. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter who stares at you from the corner. Let them sit there. They'll be fine. <laughs> Take mm -hmm. your book with you. Get your drink, eat your food, and, and just have a date with yourself and enjoy just being by yourself. Because I mm -hmm. think we also get caught up in just having people around us and just wanting to have someone in our space. It's important to be able to be alone in your own space, no matter where that is. If that's home, if that's out and about, it's important to know that it's okay to be by yourself and in that moment just embrace it. So definitely date yourself. Go to the movies. Get a reclining chair. Put your feet up on the seat in front of you. Just, just enjoy the moment and just live life for you because you're the only one that can live your life. Don't mm -hmm. let moments pass you by because you are dead set on just having someone go with you somewhere. Go to movies by yourself. Go to the park by yourself. Go to a concert by yourself. Yes. So those are things that look to just be able to embrace you and to love yourself. In the morning when you get up in the mirror, look at yourself. I don't care if you got your bonnet on, if your hair's over the top of your head, it's fine, no problem. <laughs> Sis, I love me. <laughs> because you have to love you in every state of what that is, whether your hair's messed up, whether you got your braids falling out, whether your eyelash fell off, it doesn't <laughs> matter. You have to love you regardless of what any of those things are. Because at the end of the day, it's you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Heavy on the eyelashes because when I get them done, I'll be like, oh, the eyelashes. That's why I don't use them. I, I had uh, the magnetic ones you put on. So I had a moment where it came off. I said, oh my, this is not a good look. <laughs> so that's why I say, if the lash comes off, still love you just the same. <laughs> Look in the mirror and go, girl, you look good with this one eyelash on, boo. <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Everyone's had it happen. That's why you're laughing. <laughs> had that one eyelash come off. <laughs> or the corner come off. <laughs> it's the corner. It's the corner for me. Oh, it's my goodness. The it's the corner. See? Like, the I told you it's the corner. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Then you got the flyaway lash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you. 
I mean, I what I like to do um, for my free time of dating myself is uh, to get pedicures and to get massages. You know, I work a lot. And it's not that I'm um, typically around people all the time. It's more of I'm just always on the go. Mm. So my moment to date myself is to relax, you know, and get pedicures and let my back just get massaged by that chair. You know how your chair be going. It puts you in this awkward motion. You're like, okay, so I like, but I like it, but I don't. But self-love is definitely important and we, we definitely have to um, take the time to date ourselves and enjoy, you know, the peace and quiet of everything else that's surrounding us. Um, mm-hmm. serve, mm-hmm. I think is the best thing invented because sometimes I just, my phone's always ping, 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 ping. And it's like, to turn my phone on, do not disturb. It gives me a moment of peace to not have to worry about everything else that I have going on. Mm-hmm. Oh That's yeah, true. then people and, get concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't respond. Like, are you okay? Sure. What are some things that you do in regards to um, for self love? Well, I think for me is like you said, just making that time for yourself, and even being in my own space. I'm content just being by myself and sitting by myself and just reflecting and just doing little things, even just organizing, cleaning, you know, to me, that's self, that's self-care. Cause the, the, when you're in your space in your home, you have to make it for yourself. You got to make that space for yourself. Cause I consider that self-care. I like things a certain way. You know, I journal, I read, I mean, I take myself on a date, take walks, you know, and not only that, but just sitting down and reflecting within your own self is a lot for me too. you know, what my goals are, you know, what I want to do five years from now, you know, you know, you know, I'm single. I desire my husband. I think about that. I think about, you know, me traveling the world and doing so much, you know, and you have to like really sit within yourself to like really dive in and what you really want to do because that's self-care and self-love if you're not reflecting on that you know you know then you're just gonna not i just feel like it's you're not reflecting within yourself you're and you're just keep doing the same thing you will never see that growth or that change within yourself true especially during covid if there was a time to reflect it was definitely during covid people are going home from work i was home from work for almost two years so if you want to reflect, try going home and working from home. And then all you have is yourself and your dog. So <laughs> during that time for me, so much just kind of came because you're like sitting down. You're like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what's going on? And you're like, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was approaching 40. I'm like, well, this is interesting. And I wasn't in panic mode turning 40. I was excited. Still am excited. Turn 40 in April. I think 40 is <laughs> great. <laughs> But you think about so much of your life and like and like Jing Lee was saying, what do I want to do? What are my goals? And you think about those things, especially when you have ample time to do it. Right. And all you have yep. is time. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was major for me. Like actually going, hey, well, things are gonna be different. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> these are things I want, these are things I don't want. 
And, and I was okay with those things that I didn't want and those things that I wanted. Because at that point, I was had the time to sit and really reflect about, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. these are these are these are the things. Either I want them or I don't want them. This is why I desire for a career path. This is why I desire for a husband. This is what I don't want for a husband. This is what I don't want for someone that I'm dating. So you realize those things and you're like, well, hey, <laughs> now I know. Because you you have time and you have time to actually think about it and actually reflect on it, like you were saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though uh, even though we had a pandemic, it was definitely um, a pause that a lot of people needed just to mm-hmm. appreciate, exactly. appreciate yep. life. You know, mm-hmm. appreciate taking the small things for granted, going outside, yeah. you know. Oh, my goodness, uh, yes. Appreciate not having to wear a mask, like just the little stuff, you know. I think it definitely was something that everyone needed just to reflect on mm-hmm. life. It, it definitely built a better relationship with me and my son because just it's just me and my son and the dog in the house. And whew, child. But <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I used it as a uh, stepping stone to actually get a better relationship with my son, things that I wasn't able to do because I'm always on the go. Um, so I appreciate the pandemic, even though I was working from home and it was like mm-hmm. only so much Walmart trips I can take. But I uh, realized a lot of things that I didn't take the time to just sit and look at mm-hmm. prior to the pandemic. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We have Definitely. such a strong connection with family too. Um, during the during COVID, our family started a family Zoom call, and we did it every Saturday, and we still do wow. it. Every it awesome. is awesome because we're all in different age ranges, so it's great to get everybody together. Mm-hmm. Now that we're all like adults and have conversation and talk about current events, you know what everyone has going on, and just really celebrate everybody's accomplishments and what people kids are doing and what's happening i love it it's it's been really cool because you know you don't really get that connection a lot of the time especially when your family is in different states so zoom kind of brought us all together and brought us closer and and i'm super grateful and and i think it's a blessing to be able to have family and to be close and be able to have conversation Mm -hmm. i I think for me i think for me it was more just I didn't really get to, I, I had to work since I was a, 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 I'm a caregiver. So I had to work. So, but then I think it was like the peace that was in the world that got for me where I was able to, where I was like, you know what? I started going hiking and I'm a city girl. I am not, I was never in nature at all, but you know what? <laughs> I was like, I really like going hiking. So that was, that's what, that was something that I started to do during the pandemic was just like taking risk and I'm doing things and I'm afraid of heights, mind you, but I didn't feel like I was afraid of heights when I was trying to climb and doing things I've never done before. So I was able to do that during the pandemic, just to find the peace and the nature and, you know, and taking risk. You gotta mm-hmm. find yourself, find the stuff that mm-hmm. you like to do. Like that's awesome mm-hmm. that you went, there, went hiking. I went hiking one time. And it was literally in the mountains of yeah. North Carolina. And it was bugs and it was plants. And I wasn't prepared. This was a total out of the blue. Let's go hiking. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I bought my friend's mom's hiking shoes because he was not prepared for the hike. My legs were so sore in that thing. <laughs> but it was absolutely beautiful to be able to go out and go hiking and just see yeah. all of, of nature. It's a view for me, definitely. 
Oh, it was the view because then you realize how high you're up. You're like, yeah, so we got to go back down. <laughs> we got one oh, more. <laughs> Let's go back down. <laughs> so let's go ahead and speak on your book um, from power from pain to power. Can you tell us a little bit about your book and how we can purchase it? And um, you talked a little bit about, you know, the journey of how you started writing your book, but can you dive a deep a little bit more into it for us? Sure. So when we do the journey of writing the book first or about the book, which one? Uh, whatever you choose, whatever, whatever is okay. in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, the journey of writing my book has, was a really interesting one because, again, I didn't know I was going to write a book. So it was kind of like a shock for me and everyone else around me as well. But it was something that I just felt like I needed to do. It was, again, a breaking free moment for me to be transparent and just putting things out there. And then I can officially, like, let it go. And, and, then, it's, and then it's done. So for me... Hold on a second. Lost your train of thought. <laughs> what was the last question? The journey, journey. and then um, how did you go about actually speaking on your book and how do Got we purchase your book? Yes. <laughs> okay. So about the book, that's right. So about my book. So I take my own personal journey and use that to be able to have the readers connect with me and my story so that they're able to understand why it is that I offer advice at the end. So those people will give advice, but you don't know what they went through that they're giving you that advice. Right. Makes sense. So I wanted to use my story as a way to connect with people so they could understand me that I'm a real person and see what I went through and overcame and to see what I used to help me overcome my struggles not saying that those things will help everybody but it is my sincere hope that it at least helps one person what i have to offer and what i have to say so that was, was the important thing for me is to just be able to connect with people and be on a level that everyone could really understand and to be transparent and to be my authentic self which the journey has uncovered a lot of a lot of my authentic self you know you kind of hide under you know, being in the background, you hide under just not being in the forefront. And so it has brought out this journey in writing this book, a lot of just me being way more outspoken and just being able to be more comfortable talking to people, especially when your coach tells you to do a lot on Facebook. <laughs> I love her. Love you, Zakari. Yeah, Never <laughs> loud in my life. Until she said, we're going to go live. For what? What reason is that? <laughs> but, but it made me more comfortable actually being able to, you know, see myself on camera. Because initially you're like, oh, I don't like this. This is not, this is not where it's at. But then you get more comfortable with actually seeing yourself and you get more comfortable with hearing yourself because how you think you sound and how you sound when it's played back two different things. I think everyone should know that. I agree. I know. <laughs> you should know that it's two different things, but you get comfortable with that. And this journey and writing this book and all of that together has really made me kind of a different person. So I really have transformed into a different version of myself mm. uh, yet again. Mm. 
yes. in life just by this journey alone. Mm. Mm. You feel like uh, the weight was lifted off of your your heart. You know, I know you had some deep holes dug down from third and fourth grade. Do you feel like you lifted it up by writing this book for others and yourself? I think a lot of things for me have been, you know, kind of eased away at this point. And even prior to writing the book, I was kind of on the journey of letting those things go in the first place. But I think for me, just writing a book about it. All right. It's out there. <laughs> if you want to talk about me, talk about me. Great. Either it's positive or it's negative. But you know what? You're talking about me. <laughs> it, it just basically set you free. Just you just. It does. It just you just not even you not even you realizing you're just writing and writing and just mm -hmm. you know just typing away just basically sets you free at that moment. It does, and turning turning forty also is definitely something to That's be said about empowerment. I'm telling you, I was like, you know what? People get all upset about turning forty. I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I'm not doing this. I don't have a house. Yeah, so that used to be me, but the me I am today is like, yeah, so forty. Let's go. What we got? <laughs> what we got for this year? I'm ready to take everything that 40 has have on in 2022. Oh yes, honey. Oh yeah. I was when when January first came, probably around 12:30. I might have been a little bit sad, but around one o'clock, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's go. <laughs> it's go time because it has to be different. And so I set mm -hmm. the tone in January that this year had to be different. And it has absolutely been that. It's been different the entire time. <laughs> That's great. Mm, I have a comment from Veronica that I needed to share. She said, girl, we are 40, fly, and free. Yes. Amen. That's my question. Yes, because yes. yes, I'm about to be I'm in there. I'm in there. We're going to have to get that on the shirt. We're going to have to get that on the shirt. Under the yes, ma'am. <laughs> Wanda says freedom at 40. Mm, I agree. Yeah, I love that. I love I, that. I said that at the beginning of the year. Freedom at 40. <laughs> at this point, like, there's nothing. It's, I'm good. <laughs> there's nothing that's going to stop me from progressing and, and just moving on and, and being who I am at this yeah, point. Man. I love it. So, um, so, Kimberly, do you have any... Do you have any... Is there anything else you'd like to share or tell the audience before we close out or that's something that will help the audience before we close out. Absolutely. Um, what I will say is this, don't let your struggles, don't let people's negative thoughts, don't let your negative thoughts define who you are because they are just that they are thoughts and they're people's opinions and everyone has an opinion. Doesn't mean it's a truthful opinion. But take those things, rise above all the negativity. I don't care if the negative thoughts and the negative comments come from your friends, your family. Number one, if it's negative, they're not your friends. So rise above all the negative comments, rise above all the negative energy, and you have to keep pushing. You have to keep pushing forward. You struggle through life. Issues arise because that's life. And it's what we do to move past those things is what's most important. So you have to keep pushing and you have to fight for yourself. No one will fight for you harder than you will fight for you. People can want things for you. They can want you to, to, to succeed. They can want you to overcome what you're struggling with. But the only person that can make that happen is you. You have to fight for you. And you have to continue to do it. It's an everyday fight. But you win. And you absolutely have to make that a goal to win. 
Mm. I wish I had a fire thing that I could just drop. <laughs> <laughs> that was so on point. Um, there sure. is a couple of comments that I wanted to add before we closed up. Your sister, I love her dearly. Shout out to Lawanda. Hey, <laughs> and, um, it's your time, sissy. So uh this that's is just my sister. that's my big sister like i don't know where i'd be at this past like 11 years if it wasn't for her like we are forest and bubba like that is our thing we don't fall in the mood so <laughs> if you don't have a sister like her you have to have one <laughs> Oh, my baby. She said, my auntie is so good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not going to do it. Yeah, not going to do it. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going to fight. They're not going to make me do it. They're not going to make me do it. I'm super, I'm super proud of her. She just graduated from Hampton University. Yes. Like, I'm yes. so, so proud of her. She's an extremely talented young lady. I, those little girls, I can't call them little anymore, but they're little to me. My nieces, are, they're everything to me. Those, those are my, they're my kids. Let's just say that. They're like my kids. Mm. And they're just extremely talented young ladies. And they just, I can't wait to see what they grow up into these young women and just take over this world. Like, I know they're going to do amazing things. They she's both listening. She's listening. <laughs> you talking to her. You know she's They both are going to do amazing things. Awesome. <laughs> Not because they're my nieces, but I know they're going to be doing amazing things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who is Pooh? Is that your nickname? No, she is said period Pooh. You know, TikTok period Pooh, you know, don't, don't do that. You know, you don't know it. Oh, no. that's, not that's not my name. <laughs> Who okay, is she? Okay. Your head, your head on. It's okay. It's okay. She said, Who is Pooh? Definitely not. That went past my head. My bad. All right, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not gonna listen, hold it. Listen, when it comes to a lot of slang, when they use in the internet, I'm quick to call a sis. I'm quickly to call my younger sisters, and I'd be like, "What? I'm gonna it? have to look that one up." Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna hold it. Didn't know what no cap was. I was like, "What is a no cap?" Yeah, what I know what no cap is. I know what no cap is. I had to ask. That's why I now know. <laughs> no judgment. This is planning. So we even. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Um. Thank you for your your advice on self love and you know to all the women um, and men as well that are listening this evening um, as you listened in and listened to her story. Um, I hope you take heed to what she says because it's very important um, and what her story and what she stands for and may make sure you check out her book as well. And we have a question. We always ask our cut speaker, what makes you uncommon? Oh, it makes me uncommon. Mm-hmm. Yo, here's a funny story. My mom and dad have always said I marched by the beat of my own drum. Mm. Because they're probably right. I, I always have. I've never been like the traditional in anything. I've always done stuff differently. And so I think that's what makes me uncommon because I've never just gone with tradition because it's tradition. I'll just do something because it's what I want to do. Mm. It may not be what everyone's like, oh, well, you shouldn't do that. Oh, well. <laughs> 
Now, what I wanted to do. So I think that is what makes me uncommon because I, I literally like to go through life on my own terms mm-hmm. and not just be what society would want you to be just because they say, hey, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. But just mm-hmm. conform and be myself. Whatever that looks like for me. And if I'm happy with what that is, then awesome. If someone else doesn't like it, then that's unfortunate for them because you don't get to know the awesome person that I am. Yeah, And that's fine. Because everyone isn't meant to be in your circle and in your space. Mm, definitely agree with and that. She's awesome. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, world's dopest auntie, yes. I love that. I love that. And thank you again, Kimberly, um, for coming on and speaking on your testimony. And just thank you again um, to our audience. Um, make sure that you come out and check out our self-love apparel at www.uncommon.net. Make sure you go also check out our YouTube channel at Uncommon Women Podcast. Um, you can like, uh, you can like and subscribe. Also, I'm still looking for a guest speaker for the month of uh, July for cleft and craniosacral facial awareness and psychoma awareness, as well as um, if you know anyone or yourself that would like to come on for any of the ones I just had listed, um, you can reach me at uncommon women, uncommon three women at gmail.com. And as well, make sure you tune in next Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Central, we have a we have an amazing guest speaker coming on next week. And everyone, stay uncommon. Bye. 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 <laughs>